This is Don't Panic, episode number 24, recorded December 10th, 2013, on NSA MMORPGs, Barefoot Shoes, and Uh-Oh SpaghettiOs. Good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Don't Panic, the ultimate technology podcast hosted by two guys who work in the industry and a third guy who lives in Poughkeepsie. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by Dan Miller and Colby Rabidou, our two uh, experts, and I'm extremely happy to say we have a guest this week. It's been a while, and we've been begging this guy to get on the show, and finally, I physically went to his apartment and forced him to do it. That would be uh, our good friend, Joe Spagnuolo. Joe, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you, Sean? Good. Thank you for uh, being with us. Uh, I always harass our guests when they first come on to prove to the audience that they know things about technology, so how would you say you're qualified? Uh, I work as a desktop administrator at a local regional college in Poughkeepsie, New York, that will remain anonymous. <laughs> it's better that <laughs> way. So, so Joe, are you, are you saying that your opinions do not in any way reflect those of your employer? No, not at all. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not what you're saying. You're saying the exact opposite, right? That they yes, do in I, every yeah, way... Perfectly reflect my employer in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Wait, so you, you work at Vassar, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh all right. Wonderful. Well, uh, we're so excited to have you, and we have a lot of great stories today. I'll start off by reminding everybody uh, to always check us out on our website, don'tpanic.io. We do the show live every Monday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, uh, and you can find the live episodes there. You can also get past uh, video and audio episodes as well. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, get the latest episodes as they're posted, and, of course, facebook.com slash don'tpanicshow. Uh Again, the best way to keep up to date on uh, what we're doing. So why don't we get right into it, and we're going to start with a real fun story. Um, I, as many of you may know, and some of you may not, I'm an advertising major in college, and one day I want to work in advertising, maybe social media, and nothing makes me happier than when a major brand really screws up on social media, and this week was no exception. Um, how many of you guys are fans with uh, SpaghettiOs? I have spaghettios every day. Really? Kidding. That can't no. be. Uh, I feel like that's a, that's a quick way to an early death. Um, well, spaghettios, you can follow them on Twitter like most good brands. I don't know what they could say that would matter, but um, spaghettios got in a bit of trouble this week as they celebrated the anniversary of Pearl Harbor with this photo of uh, a little spaghettios man holding a flag and tweeting out, take a moment to remember Pearl Harbor with us. And that photo. I'll let that sink in for a minute. The goofy, smiling SpaghettiOs mascot asking you to remember Pearl Harbor. Well, uh, unsurprisingly, the internet did not take well to it. Um, there were a lot of jokes floating around, uh, including photoshopping the SpaghettiOs image onto other famous disasters. I'm going to see if I can find some of these, because these were really funny. Um, was it looks like uh, you know they were doing it in good good faith of the the Memorial Day. Well, that's the beauty of yeah. it is they don't have to. So, so here's one. Uh, someone tweeted, and here I thought the evening was winding down, but then uh oh, Spaghettios, and it's the Spaghettios man on the Titanic. Uh, so when you combine it with their phrase, it makes it a little worse. Yes. And that was the <laughs> wait, wait, go back. What's that other one? So here's one at the Hindenburg. 
uh, disaster. And let's see. Uh... <laughs> see now, the Hindenburg disaster. That's long ago. That's long enough. That's actually funny. That's okay. Not too soon. Yes. So this isn't okay. certainly uh, the first time we've seen a brand make a uh, major faux pas like this. Um, I don't know, Joe. I thought that was an interesting uh, opinion you had there. Um, you don't think this is that big of a deal? Well, they didn't put the, their phrase "uh-oh, spaghettios" anywhere in there, did they? They just had the picture of him holding American flag. Yeah, it was that. It was that picture, and then they uh, they tweeted out with it. Take a moment to remember hashtag Pearl Harbor with us. Well, I think Pearl Harbor is remember Pearl Harbor, right? So it's you know remember yeah. Pearl Harbor. I mean, like obviously their intentions were good, but it it was a little goofy, like their goofy mascot. <laughs> yeah, and the fact the uh oh spaghettios, even though they didn't use it, it kind of set them up. Yeah. For failure. Now also, they did. Ha- hashtag Pearl Harbor is a weird hashtag. Well, <laughs> I'm sure probably... you have to congregate around these stories, all right, Colby, so you can start the discussions and you know the engagement. Sean can tell you all about this. I uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna say. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say if there's. Any thing you learn when when learning about how to properly use social media, the number one rule is there's no need to get involved where there's any risk for failure. Like it's better to just not post anything <laughs> than get involved in something like this if there's even a whiff of controversy. You know, and honestly, if they had not posted the photo with it, I think it would have been reasonably okay or like, you know, oh yeah. But no, that, without the photo, it's like it's just like you know, remember Pearl Harbor. And and to be honest, this isn't the worst tweet I've ever seen. Um, what was the AT and T one? Well, that yeah. one here. I'll put it up on the screen for you. Uh, this was at uh, this year's anniversary of 9/11. Um, and AT and T tweeted, "Never forget." And then a photo of someone holding a phone, and behind it, the the twin towers. Um, the CEO had to uh, apologize for that one, um, as they so often do. Um, but yeah, I mean, this certainly, and it's going to continue to happen time and time again. But my advice to these companies is, uh, for the love of God, just don't say anything. Sean, We're going to the social media is for them to say something so they can get no, some reaction. But back why do you have to say 911? Leave it alone. Well, it's, Leave it. it's something that people, you know, have out there to get involved with, I guess, if, for lack of a better term. I don't know. Like, like, what's the upside? You say something nice about 9-11 and you get a little traction versus the downside? I don't know. So, so I think the real problem is that you, like, them... Like, they're basically making these things an ad, right? Like, those are both ads. Those are not... Like, so if it was just text, like, never forget 9-11 or, or, you know, remember Pearl Harbor, like, you know, whatever, that's fine. But then you put a picture of your your fucking SpaghettiOs guy in it, and you look like a dick. Well, and, and it's the fact that both of the examples were tragedies. You know, like, it's one thing well, if yeah, you're yeah, like, that's Merry I mean. Christmas, but... Right. You can't say right. that. That's it's, offensive. This is offensive. I'm offended. I'm offended. We're gonna get taken off the iTunes store. That's yeah. Finally, it was about time. 
Um, <laughs> wait, did any of you guys go to the Apple website today? They had a giant picture of Nelson Mandela. Huge picture. Yeah, but they're Apple, so I think but, but he's oh, not they holding an iPhone, right? Well, that's not fair. They didn't. Let me see. Yeah, but it's not like they. That's see, that's tasteful. Like they didn't. If they put like an Apple logo on his chest or something, that would be fucked up. What I, I also like, saw. Like, it's interesting you point that out, Joe. I saw good press about that because that's essentially Apple seeding free advertising space for its products on its homepage during the busiest buying season of the year. Like, someone's going to Apple.com, like, oh, I should get that new iPad Air. And now they're just like, oh, Nelson Mandela. Oh, okay. Close window. I'm sure it loses them money, which is interesting. I'm sure it does, too, because I went there today to look up some information about an iPad, and I was like, what is this? If I wanted this, I'd go to CNN, you know? And you got so angry that you Yeah, I got so frustrated that they had Nelson Mandela (laughs) on their page, I just closed the web browser. He ran out and bought a Surface. Yeah, (laughs) I bought my Surface. You know why? Because they don't have anything else on their website. Yes. (laughs) Sean, uh, what what about the age-old mantra that any press is good press or whatever, any publicity? Well, that's the that's the good news is that social media has such a short shelf life. Like, there's I remember some of the older ones because I study this. But you know, how many of you guys? I'm trying to think back. Who who remembers when there was the riots in the Middle East in Egypt, and uh, Kenneth Cole cracked a joke on their Twitter about uh, how everyone was rioting to get their new spring collection. <laughs> Not me. Like nobody terrible. remembers that. That's, that's, that's bad taste. But again, and that there was a big thing about it. They had to apologize. It was a meme for a little while, but then everyone forgot. So, you know, yeah. in a in a few months, we're not going to remember this. But for the time being, it it is news, and never forget. Never, never forget. That's right. Never forget. I agree with Dan on that. Any press is good press when it comes to social media because of the short lifespan of it. We should start a Twitter called Never Forget that like just brings these things up again. (laughs) Horrible tragedies and we just like on the anniversary. No, no, no. That that like resurfaces old social media fails. Oh, there you go. Anniversaries. Yeah. You should be one that's like never too soon, and you know, just start posting horrible, horrible things about things that are way too soon to be doing it for. <laughs> and we'll do it so we can sell more pasta in a can. All right. Well, en- enough about the fine folks at Spaghettios and their intolerance. Uh, let's move on to another story. Um, let's talk about one of. Uh, our most commonly talked about subjects on this show, the <laughs> National Security Administration. Dan, yeah. what shenanigans is the NSA up to this week? Oh, so I think I think they're running out of material. Uh, <laughs> so last week, I think it's worth pointing out that they uh, came out that the NSA tracks all the locations of cell phones around the world, which I guess isn't that surprising. Uh, at this point, who cares? Uh, they can probably figure out where you are based on who you're calling anyways. But, uh, so it turns out that the NSA has this project to monitor the communications of online worlds, including World of Warcraft and Second Life. 
uh, under the assumption with no given evidence that there's criminal activity taking place there, which I might will point out is really interesting. Uh, there is some talk like, so the NSA sucks down all the like text on the internet supposedly and analyzes it and that's great but they can't like uh, analyze gnome morse code like if you tapped out morse code by crouching your character in a video game to communicate a message like that would show up in the raw data it would show up on the raw data but you'd have to know what you were looking for uh, the counter to that is, if you read Cryptonomicon, you'll find out the NSA is very good at finding random signal and noise. In fact, that's all cryptography is. Uh, so I'm not sure that's a good reason to do this. It's mostly hilarious because there's this whole document about what could be going on, but there's no evidence that it is, and so the NSA is paying people to play World of Warcraft to try to infiltrate these criminal networks. Uh, the other thing that could be happening is like money laundering, where you buy with real money virtual goods and then sell the virtual goods for more money, but it's actually illegal in World of Warcraft, so I'm sure there's easier ways to do that. Like Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I bet the NSA isn't tracking crouching for Morris code in uh, Call of Duty because all the Teague bagging that goes on, they never find anything. Everybody <laughs> that. But that's the thing, Joe. They would find something because the teabagging is random, whereas a message would not be random. Yeah, I guess it, you're right. It would probably make it easier for them to find it, right? I don't know. I mean, I barely know anything about this stuff. Just enough to be really fascinated by how you'd figure it out. Because, like, any code looks encrypted like it's random data, but if a code isn't secure, it's because it's actually not random. And, Joe, you just muted Sean. I don't, I'm not entirely clear. Was Sean, Sean offending you? Be <laughs> yeah, careful what I, you do, I, I because one time... <laughs> I hit a button. This may be great. <laughs> One time, Joe, I accidentally banned myself and Sean from the show. I have no idea how to fix this. <laughs> oh, I can't unmute. You have to I can unmute. Little... Oh, there we go. <laughs> I just muted him. <laughs> this is what... <laughs> I did it again. Stop it. I'm... I was because trying I started... to unmute you. Because I started the call, I, uh, I'm i in charge of uh, who gets muted and who gets booted, so watch yourselves. <laughs> um, I was trying to type not, not if I ban you from myself, thereby kicking us both out of the call, though. <laughs> wow, you must be desperate. <laughs> um, That's last time, but anyways. So, right. what interests me about this story is that I like this story. Me too. Because... It's not the fact that the NSA is in World of Warcraft and Second Life, which, by the way, is Second Life still a thing? Yes. Okay. One of the professors at the unnamed college that I work out use it for their classes and social experimentations. That's wacky. It um, is. So this tells me that the government is actively looking for new and creative ways bad people will use to commit crimes. 
And to me, that's reassuring. Because even though they've said we haven't proven it, you know what? As long as our government thinks that it's first, that's wonderful. So I want to see more stories like this of that that they're getting involved in all these new avenues of communication we haven't even thought of. Um, you know, Sean, one of the reasons why I didn't want to come on the show is because this whole thing leaves a digital signature of me and like some of the things I'm talking about. Information I could have otherwise not given them. So Joe's social security number is zero one. No. Um, <laughs> So, no, but no. my point is that even if what they say is happening, they, they're pulling down all this data anyways. So it seems like a waste of time. Well, and that's also what came out this week was that... Unless, like, World of Warcraft channel chat is encrypted, which I doubt. Maybe it is. I doubt it. Seems unlikely. Well, never know. what really... Finally, an NSA story bothered me. This week it came out that, and again, not surprisingly, that the NSA can um, activate your webcam without turning on the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, really bothered me because I always thought, well, you know, if they're going to spy on me, I'll know because the little light will come on, but I shouldn't be surprised. What's the difference between turning the light on and knowing everything else about you? (laughs) Well,. I don't write anything interesting in emails, but I don't want them, like, watching me. I mean, your phone has Sean a microphone does. on it, right? They can turn that on. You'd never know. Sean does some weird stuff in front of I do. <laughs> it's, it's just that one hit a little close to home. That's all. Um, Are you going to start taping your uh, webcam over? Like, I'm thinking about it. They're real that. hardcore security guys. I don't want to be that gals. guy. So, so one of the things I really like about this this new HD webcam that Sean convinced me to get is that it like neatly covers up the cinema display webcam. So I could just unplug this one and the cinema display one will be covered and I'm good. Covering your webcam with your other webcam? Such multiple <laughs> problems. <laughs> My webcam cover is another webcam. <laughs> uh and I'll also quickly point out that those who, and I completely forgot about this story, and it's there's not a lot to it, but uh, those who are security uh, conscious should note that CyanogenMod, uh, starting with tonight's nightly 10.2 build, um, automatically will encrypt uh, SMS and MMS messages using the text secure protocol. Um, I mean, how does that work? Only between... Yeah, cyanogen to cyanogen. Yes. Uh but it's like still the same way iMessage works. But yeah, but nice. it's still more secure than you know other systems. But it's not secure because the government oh, has right. access to Jesus, all damn. the ISPs that oh. decrypt the data and send it underneath oh. the ground between the cell phone oh, towers. Right. Once you plug in, you can't get off the grid. You gotta send oh. messages by carrier pigeon. Damn you, hippies! Just just send mail. They'll never find that. <laughs> no one checks the mail anymore. <laughs> yeah, but seriously though, the mail, the like, there is like federal laws to protect your mail from being searched. There's no federal laws to protect your email from being searched. Like the NSA yeah. cannot physically open your mail without like serious shit going down. Dan, what are you? Which hiding? is interesting. Well, they could. <laughs> You'd never know. It. I just think it's interesting that. 
snail mail is more secure than like all this high fangled encryption email HTTPS stuff we have going on. It's unintuitive. <laughs> it is kind of goofy. Because you can just physically open up the mail. You don't have to like get encryption keys and strong arm corporations to do that. But they don't. Because <laughs> there's laws against it. <laughs> laws Indeed. are made to be broken, Dan. Just remember that. I'll try, Joe. Well, uh, before... Joe opens your mail. <laughs> yes, I open every piece of mail you get, Dan. Especially the mail that's not in an envelope, like the postcards. You just flip them over, I... read the message, stick it back in the mail. So I think the, the header off. Strip the header off. Story. I don't need to. It's on the back. <laughs> I think the real takeaway from this story is that our tax dollars are paying federal agents to play World of Warcraft. That's, yeah, and they've got to play, right. so they look at least like a legitimate player. You know, you got to be level eighty, or level ninety, or whatever yeah. it is now. All day you got to have some sweet gear. They're not going to take you seriously. Yeah, but you know what? Every playing World of Warcraft. Every guy out there for playing Warcraft for NSA is not mining through my emails and phone calls, so that's fine. <laughs> Put them on Warcraft. They're not going to be doing other bad stuff. Wait, doesn't so. South Korea do this? Don't they have like a World of Warcraft league and something? Or is that StarCraft? Uh, Star Wars? StarCraft? You mean? They use StarCraft for uh, NSA reconnaissance? I don't know. It just seems well, like North, really North good Korea to... doesn't play StarCraft. We know that. No. Or if they do, they play StarCraft 1 and they just got it last year. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's move on to another story. Uh, again, is there anything anyone wants to claim out of the dock before I pick one? Nope, go for it. Okay, Dan, I'm going to pick one that's not in the dock. I'm throwing you a curveball, people. Oh, my God. Because I totally I prepared forgot. prepared so thoroughly for all the other stories that don't now... Go, don't oh, I know, Colby totally had them all reviewed last night. You know, <laughs> weeks of preparation thrown out the window. <laughs> I just found the dock with all the stuff in it. Oh, well, now don't bother, because um, I wanted to talk about E. La Carte which is a terrible name for a company, but uh, struck a deal with uh, mediocre restaurant chain Applebee's to bring 100,000 table-side tablets to all of their U.S. location by year-end next year. I saw this, and These the are... is that they're going to be greasy as hell. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> Ew. The, uh, the beauty is, is that uh, it's the one of the largest table-side rollouts Uh. These I want to make sure I have my information. Only right. one of the largest. It ju it says the largest. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so it would be allow you to place orders, uh, sign up for loyalty programs and use them, make payments. Um, it says in this article that uh, it helps restaurants achieve a ten percent sale boost, seven minute faster table turns and nine-time increases in loyalty program signups. Now, the real question is, does it let us split a check and have everyone swipe their cards individually? Probably not. Um, yeah, because that would be useful, and they never do anything useful. <laughs> it does say that the checkout process process suggests different tip options based on percentages, and that has been shown to increase the size of the tips, so servers oh, don't Oh, yes, it anything. has. 
They did that <laughs> in the cabs in New York City. Yeah. yeah. The cabs in in San Francisco though they 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 still use like the like carbon copies of your credit cards and huh. when you try and use a credit card they're like they give you oh my god it's terrible and then and then they get upset when people use Uber it's shocking <laughs> well one of the things that is concerning about this is that um the tablets uh can include a dozen or so games to keep guests occupied. There are a couple of free games and several 99-cent games, so oh, kids wow. can be even more distracted at your local Applebee's. Well, kids are already bringing their tablets to the sto- to the restaurant, so... Like, every time I go to a restaurant and I see a, a family with a small child there, if they're not all on a device, then always the kid is on a device. Yeah, I think that's pretty messed up. It's it's a rant I've been wanting to go on for quite some time how uh, generally unhappy I am at oh, I, I'll find it. There was some controversy. No time like the present, Sean. I, you know, this show is just so off the rails. Um, but I blame Joe. Joe guy. Where did you yeah, that's him? what it is. <laughs> My fault. So, was it, uh, Fisher Price announced their iPad Aptivity seats. So let me uh, put oh, this on. God. Let me share my screen. Oh, if you God. if you haven't seen this, uh, it's pretty... Already. As you should be. It's designed I for... I have a follow-up, but go on. It's designed for babies. Oh, my God. And it essentially... Oh, it does. <laughs> and it mounts the iPad right above the baby. This is a baby. A baby. <laughs> What? Newborn to toddler. Newborn babies have well, an iPad. Then. Think about it. The only thing they do is, like, slash at the screen, and, I mean, that's perfect. It's, it's, I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, this is so disturbing. Um, never mind the fact that children of an older age, you know, even use iPads Go back much. up to the term CTA Digital's iPoddy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll look at that too because that's a good one. <laughs> the the iPoddy. If you haven't seen this, it's the, uh, it's an it iPad like a motorcycle. No, I think this okay. would be good for me in my apartment. <laughs> I would use that. A human sized uh, iPoddy here. That kid, he looks so happy. happy. Yeah. I mean, this is this is like really messed what up. Happening? Um. Here's another child iPad product. I mean, it, what? Wait, wait. I'm uh, more concerned I, with what he's wearing. What is? Oh, this? I lamb's skin. I don't know. They're probably a hippie organic family. <laughs> Speaking of no. hippie organic families, uh, so my my addition to this story is last weekend I was walking around and I saw on two separate occasions someone, hopefully the parent, pushing a child in a stroller that had the built-in iPad right in the stroller for the kid. No! Velcroed in. Oh, yeah. come what on! What have we done? What have we what, done? But what this also drives home is, like, the next generation of people won't want to use an actual computer because this, like, they've literally grown up using this, like, touchscreen. Using a keyboard will probably feel, like, incredibly anachronistic to them. You, like rotary phones were for us. Like you just stare at it and you're like, why on earth was this even ever a thing? 
You know, I that's terrifying. That's the scariest part of this story to me. Did any of you guys see the uh, Pixar movie Wally with all the fat people in the floating yes. chairs? Yeah, the that's, that's what we're turning into. That's true. Those were that, that big bad. thing with the, the iPad. That was like the the exact thing in Wally. That's what they were all like. God. What's ironic is that Steve Jobs was heavily involved in Pixar and <laughs> still alive when that movie was made. <laughs> It's just that I, like, I I constantly have my phone or a, an iPad or something in front of me, and I, I don't want to say I had a normal childhood, but I had a relatively tech-free childhood, and I can't put them down. Like, imagine if from being a newborn, constantly having, like, I am, wow, this is really messed up. Well, there's hope, right? So well, there isn't. I think we were we were the generation that that was going to have TV destroy us, right? And probably several generations. And look at what us. happened. We're in a recession. Well, but how? Like, I don't, I don't hardly ever watch TV. Maybe other things have replaced TV and served to the same detriment, but I, I yeah, think but you're cool. relatively normal and well adjusted, so. I'm just saying is that I think the vast majority of people will just, you know, go down the crapper like they always do, but it's n all hope is not lost. So if I, if I hear you right, all That's hope good. is lost. No. <laughs> it's, all, it's all over, folks. Uh, no. Ride. <laughs> so no, no it, what he said was there was never any hope. Oh, that's where you can't no lose something you never had. Place. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's also, you know, mo movies were going to destroy the world, and, like, radio, jazz and... music, God forbid. <laughs> Who knows, man? Maybe jazz music already destroyed the world. And we just... <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. All right, so, uh, in summary, uh, tablets at your local Applebee's. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, check the, probably the only thing that could ever get me to voluntarily go to an Applebee's. Um, so <laughs> I would go back for for posterity. I well, maybe to that one good one in New Jersey, but that's it. I'm not going to any others. Did you just use the go word to "good" in New Jersey in the same sentence? Yeah, the only good Applebee's I've ever been to is in New Jersey. And, and the sentence wasn't "good riddance, New Jersey." No, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's good to be leaving New Jersey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Colby, you put in this link about uh, Google Maps. Oh, yeah. So what, what is this? I've never seen this. Um, so apparently on Google Maps, there's... I'll share, I'll share my screen. Uh, Are you going to share your location history with us? Yeah, yeah. I'll take you through my last couple days. Um... So on Google Maps, they have this thing now that's like your location history, which is like, you know, all, all the time that your Android phone pings Google to let it know where you are. Oh, um, I don't so have an Android this, phone. This you can see. I assume it's to Android. I, it might be iOS, too, if you have, like, Google Now or something. But this, is, this was my day today. So you can see I, I started in San Francisco I traveled all the way down the 101 to Menlo Park, where I spent a decent portion portion of time at Facebook HQ, and then I returned back to San Francisco. Uh, if we zoom in, we can. Well, I don't know. I didn't. So 
I didn't take my Android to go get lunch. I mean, go get dinner. So you can't see me leave for there. Uh, but you can go back day by day and see this was Sunday. I spent my entire day in the mission on Sunday. Uh, on Saturday, I left my Android phone at home. So you can see I didn't move at all. Uh, and Friday... Hold I on, let's similar... see your dashboard. My what? Your dashboard. What the dashboard? The tab on the top next to map. Nope. <laughs> you did the wrong thing. You should reopen that window. <laughs> oh, oh. I didn't see this. Yeah, get ready. How do I spend my time? This Google is going to be really there. exciting. <laughs> Look at this. It looks like Google knows you better than you know yourself. Yeah. This is actually just like a new NSA leak that accidentally everyone's... Yeah. See, yeah, but this is cool because... It scares me. This no. is the stuff that scares me. What? They, they know where you this... are all the time. But it's Google, Google Joe. They're no, they won't do any evil. They said Colby, so. let's check out your trips down at the bottom. See how many trips you've gone on. Airplane trips. Now Dan is just stalking Colby. <laughs> I went to Chicago. God. <laughs> they know so, where you are, Colby. What What bothers me about this is that, like, I... <laughs> I don't recall ever saying, "Okay, Google, you can watch everything I know." No, no, no! Don't say that. You're you're giving orders to your phone. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> so we did say it. You're well, probably like drunk one night, and you're like, "Okay, Google, you can keep track of where I am at all times." And it, it was listening. So Sarcast yeah. sarcastic. Google, make voice sure I get home safe from this night of drinking. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, that's totally something that I would just turn on because, I don't know, it's kind of interesting, but... It is pretty cool. It's also uh, not something I, I would... So I did some... Permission. I did some research, and this is currently an Android thing on devices anywhere from 4.1 to 4.3, um, and it comes from whenever you use a Google app or service... Uh, which is pretty much all the time on an Android device. Um, and this is just merely your... They have been keeping this. It's just recently that they put it on a map for you to view. So I have some sporadic things as an iPhone user, but only, like, once every three months for some reason. Yeah, the only the only things I have was when I had my Nexus 7 tablet. Um, uh, it has, it never has pinged me with, um, on my iPhone. But I think it's cool. Honestly, I think this is cool. Um, it would but, be cool if they had asked, or not told me well, until they asked, and then they were like, hey, by the way. No, see, the problem is, they did ask, they just weren't clear in asking, because I, there must have been some setting where they said, can we use your location for Google services, yeah. and you said yes. Right. It's, it's really the fact that they're... All tied up in their new privacy policy from a few months ago, also. Yeah, it's just the fact that they're storing them that's kind of the weird craziness. Yeah. Well, the NSA knows where I was <laughs> since I started work. Well, they and now... They know where you're going. They know where you're going to be before you know where you're going to be. 
probably. I and gotta start that, mixing it up. And now that you Doing shared your location shit. on the show, anyone who watches it knows where you are. So <laughs> that's true. No, no worries, Colby. We're Better get out of town, Colby. <laughs> Book Leave your flight. phone behind. Leave it on Saturday. <laughs> I'm out, man. I'm out. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, uh, I do want to have a quick follow-up on our story from last week. Last week we talked about Dell's new Ultra HD 4K monitors. Um, well, it was uh, Sony held a press conference to announce their CES press conference. I'm not making nice. that up. Only Sony. Um, and they said in their pre-press conference press conference that their press conference is going to be heavily focused around 4K and Ultra HD. Um, not only for uh, television and uh, displays and video cameras, but also 4K uh, laptops and 4K smartphones. Um, they also God. said they also said in here that they're going to continue to make a push. Uh, into the uh, smartphone market in the U.S. where they haven't had a particularly uh, big impact. So uh, I guess my question is, uh, is a 4K smartphone something we really want slash need? Does it matter? Like, like, I know it's going to be a thing, but will you even be able to tell the difference? I thought that was the point of, of Retina is that you couldn't, yeah, so Retina is already so high resolution. You're saying that you can't distinguish the pixels yeah. as it I stands. Mean, I I guess you could hold it closer to your face and even and still not be able. Can you to even see focus that close to your face though? Mm, I, I don't can know. Focus about this far. And at that point, just get a Google Glass, and then you won't have to hold up your phone. I mean, that's, I that's true. What's What's crazy about what worries me about this is battery life. Because all of a sudden, you're now pushing double the, right? Because current, like, 1080p is 2K, right? And now this goes to 4K? Or is it 1K going to yeah. 4K? I don't know. I can't remember. But Either I mean, way, at minimum, you're doubling. That, though, it's, it's, it's just not buying a Sony phone. That's <laughs> well, just, that's America, the other problem. America, continue what you've been doing and don't buy a Sony phone. <laughs> <laughs> is that your solution to everything? Just don't buy a Sony phone. Just don't. Yeah. Just don't do it. We we got this. We got this. It is kind of weird how you think about it, because from everything I've read, Sony makes nice phones. Uh, I guess they've just never gotten traction hmm. in the U.S. Um, so in. keep an eye out for that, and don't panic as your number one source for all the CES coverage probably a week after it happens. Um, <laughs> So, uh, keep an eye oh, out. You want to get some tickets to go out there? Yes, I, I would love out. to. Guys, what do you say? We'll, we'll all meet up in uh, Las Vegas? I think there are worse places to meet up. We'll get some, <laughs> <laughs> get some press passes. We'll check it out. Um, so, uh, we can do one more story or move on to picks. What do you guys want to do? I have a quick story that's also not on the thing. Okay, then by all means, Dan, you, you interrupt. Go for it. Okay, uh, so I was just reading this story because I was totally bored of whatever you guys were just talking about. <laughs> and, uh, uh, apparently, Google has these top-level domains that they're selling, including 
three Japanese characters that mean uh, everyone in English. Dot dad. Dot esquire. Dot here. Dot meme. Dot prof. Dot zip. Dot ads. Dot day. Dot fly. Dot how. Dot mov. Dot rsvp. Dot boo. My favorite. Dot eat. Dot foo. My second favorite. Dot ing, which is probably going to be the most profitable one here. Dot new and dot soy. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. What's what's the cost <laughs> for one of those? Uh, we should get don't panic dot soy. <laughs> I like don't I know, panic dot dad. Yeah, I'll click the become a partner button. See how much that'll cost us. Uh, contact yeah. us for pricing. Oh my god, it's got to be really expensive. That's yeah, code for you can't afford it. Yeah, it doesn't actually say that. It just says fill out this form. Hmm. That's you gotta awesome. work hard and get some sponsors. Dot fly. Dot. Uh, yeah, th- those are some good ones. Dot don't foo. Panic don't panic. Dot foo. Don't panic. Yeah. Foo. <laughs> I like that one. Mister T. Dot foo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Think of I all pity the, like, the dot foo. I pity the dot foo. God. <laughs> I like uh, if if you're a really angry son, you can have I hate you. Dot dad. <laughs> you know, if you're Sugar Ray, you can get I just want a dot fly. Um, there's so many good ones. This is wonderful. Uh, it's gonna be a great couple of years. Well, I know what I'm gonna ask for for Christmas. Uh, but let's find some stuff for the rest of you to ask for for Christmas with our picks of the week. Uh, and we are gonna start with our guest, actually. Joe, do you have a uh, a pick this week you'd like to discuss? Uh, I have to buy three Chromecasts for, like, all my family. Possibly four. So I'm going with Chromecast for Christmas. Do you have a Chromecast? I don't. Not yet. He borrowed mine. And it was awesome. It was game-changing. Really? Yes. Okay. Outstanding. (laughs) No... And I've I've been loving uh, this weekend. It was it was awesome because I was watching uh, one. I was watching NFL Red Zone on my laptop, and then Chromecasting via Chrome uh, the Patriots game to my TV. It was awesome. So um, that is a great pick, and it's been on the top of a lot of uh, holiday wish lists at that price. Um, it's kind of a great gift item. Nice. So outstanding Chromecast still. Uh, Still pretty awesome, and always adding new stuff uh, as well. I've been using, uh, well, I talked last week, Google Play Music, uh, Pandora, HBO Go, Hulu, in addition to Netflix. Um, Wonderful. Um, Let's talk shoes. Okay. So my camera's having trouble, but... Well, here, I can uh, can share my screen. I I can share the screen, I think it's, well... You'll let me know if my screen sharing is working. So, uh, many years ago, people extolled to me the virtues of the uh, Vibram's five-finger shoes, which are, well, they look like this. We, uh, they look kind of ridiculous. We can't see your screen, so... Oh, that's the I will... Uh, if you tell me specifically what shoe you're looking at, I'll put their website up online. So my pick is the VivoBarefoot.com. Okay. Uh, yeah. But the uh, Vibram's Five Finger Shoe is the shoe that is 
as individually towed tow slots. I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah, uh, which looks pretty genuinely awesome. bizarre. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like the idea. So the idea is that it's better for you to stand on your feet closer to the ground with less arch in your sole because that's how we were designed to stand and we were designed to stand on our feet much of the day, much more than we do now. Uh, but I didn't quite have the chutzpah to look that ridiculous, although it was rightly pointed out to me that I'm living in one of the two places in the U.S. where this would not be totally bizarre to be wearing around, but I didn't. Luckily for me, recently people recommended me this shoe, the Vivo Barefoot, brand. They make a bunch of different styles of shoe that all look very reasonable from like running shoes to casual shoes to like super hipster shoes uh, that have this same flat sole without the individual toes. And I picked some up. Uh, they're super lightweight and the sole is very flat so it would seem like it would be uncomfortable but it's weirdly comfortable. Like, you can feel the ground as you're walking. Like You can feel the texture of it, which is like weirdly comforting. I, I can't describe it. It's almost like a weird sort of massage. Uh, <laughs> like you can feel the divots in the sidewalk, like when you go up from the road to the sidewalk, they have those anti-slip divots, which is great. It's, uh, maybe it'll get old eventually, but after the first few days, I'm still really enjoying it. So my pick is the Vivo Barefoot line of shoes and boots. Which ones do you have? Uh, that's a good question. I have the casual-looking brown leather ones. I'm going to turn my camera back on and see if you can see me. How do I do that again? Can you see my face? Uh, we can see, you? your, see your still face. Can you see this shoe that I am now holding? Mm, nope. No. Well, that's too bad. It's well, a brown leather shoe. Does it look like the one I have up on my screen? That's more hipster and, uh, uh, than more hipster and hip than I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, uh, it's definitely a fantastic uh, line of shoes. Um, and they have them on uh, Zappos for cheaper. Pro tip. There you go. Got got to go with Zappos. Um. And if they don't fit, you can return them. So, uh, very cool. Yes. That's Vivo, V-I-V-O, barefoot.com. They have uh, men's, women's, kids, uh, and sports shoes. So, And winter Check. boots, waterproof winter boots. Oh, that's... I have to look into this. Yeah, these do yeah, look really great. They're quite comfortable, and they don't look totally bizarre. Which now, is... my question for you, I... I have a pro... I've worn flat shoes before, and I have a problem because I... I, I, I have a problem with my foot where I think I need more arch support. Have you found this is difficult on your arches, or do you generally have good feet in general? I, I guess I've never had a problem with my feet, so I guess I have good feet in general. Because yeah. I'd like to buy these, but I'm just afraid my arches will just collapse without any support. But so I have one, one thing. I I have like kind of flat feet. Like I've had problems with that before. And one thing I've noticed is that, like, 
I've had problem. Yeah. I have problems with certain shoes, but I don't have problems walking around barefoot. Like I was just going to ask if, that, Sean. If you guys recall correctly, that's like, true. I almost I I wore shoes as infrequently as possible in college, and like that I, that was fine. Well, me. it was kind of like, gross. I, never had arch but... problems. <laughs> I mean, it was fine, Sean. I mean, my, feet, my feet were black. Yes, they were. They were a different color than your feet. That's fair. But um, but I yeah. never, so I don't know for what it's worth. That's a good point. That's Give a, that's a, a shot. That's a good Zappos, point, so. so you can return them. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's uh, that's us, and they're good looking shoes too. Like really. Yeah. And all the uh, all the flat ones, kind of barefoot ones I've seen, are all athletic shoes. So it's nice to see some that are uh, not so sporty. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. wonderful. VivoBarefoot.com. Uh, I'm gonna jump in and go next. Um. And I'm going to talk about Slice. Um, all right, quick quick show of hands. How many of you guys... Well, we can't see Dan's hand, but how many of you guys buy stuff on the internet? Me. Everybody. Okay. Well, we live in the 21st century. We have Amazon. We buy stuff on the internet. The problem is, um, if you're like me, you buy a lot of stuff on the internet, and you want a way to keep track of it that's relatively easy. Uh, so have I got a website for you? It's Slice. S-L-I-C-E dot com. Um, and I am going to share my screen now so you can see how much money I've blown on crap on the internet. Um, and Slice, what, what Slice does is if you use Gmail, uh, or I believe it works with Yahoo Mail and Hotmail, um, you connect your email to Slice, and yes, I know, Slice goes through all your emails automatically, and it sucks out all your purchase data. So as you buy things, it automatically adds it to your slice. The name, uh, whether or not it's been purchased or shipped, the shipping information. Uh, I currently have 784 items in my slice catalog. I've been using this for actually a couple years. Um, and as I scroll down, you'll see everything <laughs> I've bought. Here's the webcam I'm using. It says uh, delivered at uh, the time and the date, the name. I can click this button here. And it'll show you all of the shipping tracking information. Uh, where it is, it says here it was delivered uh, at my door, where it was sent from. Um, and it automatically, I didn't have to put any of this in, okay? So I'll click track shipments here. It shows I have one active shipment. Uh, it's expected to be delivered Wednesday. Um, it's in Kearney, New Jersey now. And I can add alerts and uh, information. There's also your purchase history, which I find works well about 80% of the time, um, but it will group them into categories, so I can, I don't know what five automotive things I've bought. Um, so there you go. So uh, some wiper blades and a replacement uh, mirror glass. So it knows those are automotive. I can hit home and kitchen. Um, and there's a steel mug, a vegetable steamer. Uh, hey, that's my vegetable steamer. That's right. I bought Joe a vegetable steamer. Um, and all kinds of things uh, that, I, you know, a HEPA filter replacement, a thermometer. Um, and it automatically groups all of them. And what's really cool is because it uh, knows all this information, it'll tell me that of the 784 items I've bought in the several years I've done this, I've spent $11,000. Oh, my. I don't know how I did that. Um... It's really Sean's confused and upset. I really am. Um, I, I would love to go back and see exactly how long I've been using this, but it's it's been a long time. But of course, this includes 
literally any invoice that comes into my inbox from Amazon purchases to app purchases to magazine subscriptions to everything. <laughs> yeah, all right, so so I just signed into this. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at my, my slice thing, and it has this thing that's like top merchants, and one of my top merchants is Joey Carmelo. <laughs> 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 and you oh, can see I know, why. I know why. He bought me yeah, he he bought my monitor with his employee discount and I paid him back for it. That's the problem. And it's now now that I'm looking again, my both of my roommates are also on there. Yeah, and that's the problem is it does if you want it to be really accurate, you have to put some effort in. For example, here it says I've spent over $1,000 at Apple.com. Well, that's because I bought two iPads, but I also sold both iPads, and it doesn't show that. So um, it's things like that. Apparently I've spent six grand at Amazon. Um, I don't know how the hell that's possible, but I did. So, they're building these drones. It's now, not I'm curious. Will this go back into your history and pull stuff out? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it scans yeah, your entire email. But again... It's not going to be perfect. It works better if you keep track of it over time. But yeah, absolutely. And it gives you a nice little chart. You can group by category, by merchant, by a frame of time. It says, I spend most of mine on electronics and accessories. No surprise. Um, and what's really great, and I will uh, grab my phone here. They have an uh, iPhone and um, Android app as well, um, which is really great. If for alerts, so if a package gets delivered or a package gets shipped, um, they will go ahead and they will uh, tell you all about it. So you see there I have an active shipment. I can click on my profile and it shows my spending. Um, and one other thing they just added is product recalls. So they're actually monitoring 158 products of mine that have a given UPC code they can track. And if there's ever a recall, I get an alert. So that's built in. So it's really cool, and especially great if you're a big online shopper, and it does 90% of it automatically, and you just have to put in a little bit of effort to say, don't include this, include this, don't include this. Um, Slice.com. Uh, I've been using it for years, and it's uh, it's really convenient, especially if you spend a lot of money, like I do. I wouldn't recommend that, but uh, <laughs> I would recommend Slice. So play around with it. Um, Slice.com. Cool. So let's move on to um, some hardware, and uh, Colby, you've got some uh, cutting-edge technology here for us. Uh, what is Lightpack? So I just saw this online today, and it's not actually a thing you can buy yet, but apparently it was a Kickstarter project that was successfully funded, and it's basically like this little device that somehow connects to your TV or your monitor or whatever you're watching stuff on, um, and you attach it to the back, and you attach, there are these little, like, LED strips that you attach all around your TV, and then you get in, in, so behind your TV, it, like, reflects the ambient light. It, like, reflects the colors of the screen, of whatever's on your screen, so it's, like, supposed to be kind of an immersive experience thing and like it's also good for your eyes because it makes it easier for your eyes to focus in a dark room on on these just the screen um and i signed up for the mailing list 
and I'm excited for it to be a thing. You signed up for yeah. the mailing list? Right, I signed up to like get updates. Find out to to yes to so for the, the they have this pre-order now button and it basically just gives you give us your email and we'll notify you as soon as it's available. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty excited. I want one. It's I want, really I want to... It's really awesome, uh, especially because um, vision issues with monitors is a really big deal. Um, so anything you can do to alleviate that while at the same time creating an immersive experience is... Um... Yeah, I think it's super cool. It, like, makes your TV feel bigger. I think... So, yeah, so I think that's also part of the idea is that, like, in you... Once your your TV is bigger than, like, 36 inches or... You're not, not ever looking... You can never see the whole picture. You can only see focus on a part of it. So it makes your big TV feel even bigger, uh, just because it's like that. Those colors are in your periphery; they're not they're not in your field of focus, um, so or your field of vision. So it it feels bigger, but it's not actually bigger. So it's good times. It's like the future. It's a super cool idea, and I know one. I can't remember which, but there was a brand of TV that for a while was really um, pushing and promoting. The um, the idea of using the lights around the TV, but it's kind of cool that you can take and attach this to your own television without having to go out and buy a new one. Um, so the, what I remember was something out of like Microsoft's research division that they were doing with like Connect and like lights around the room or something. That was the last thing like this that I remember seeing, and I thought that was cool too. But hey, man. It's cool stuff, so uh, stay here for Don't Panic, the cutting edge of making your TV glow. Um, outstanding. All right. Well, do you guys have anything else you want to uh, discuss or plug before we wrap for this evening? Mm, I don't think so. Next week we may actually have a new website. We don't <laughs> Eventually. We're, we're, they're working on it. Yeah. I... I don't know. I'd we like to our... thank Joe for coming on and joining us. Yay! Yeah. I'd like to thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. Joe, is there exactly. anything you want to plug? Nah, not that I can think of. Oh, okay. You can follow Joe on Nowhere because he's a private man and it's none of your business. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, wonderful. Well, thank you, Joe. And, of course, uh, Dan and Colby, as always, another wonderful episode of Don't Panic. Uh... Again, I'll remind everybody, don'tpanic.io is our website. Facebook.com slash don'tpanicshow is our Facebook page. And, of course, if you have any feedback, comments, or anything you want us to talk about on this show, hit us up, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. Um, we love having feedback, and if there's uh, anything exciting you want us to talk about, we'll definitely do it on next week's show. Um, so for now, uh, we will wrap up, and we'll be back next Monday with an exciting edition and maybe a new website. But until then... Good night.